What makes a great teacher? Love of their subject, degree, experience, strong training, a strong communicator. The list is long and I assure you, very difficult to find. Classical teachers are more than just deliverers of information. They can have a major role in influencing students towards a life in Christ Jesus. Today, I would like to talk about an exceptional teacher that had those intangible skills and a particular set of skills that changed the trajectory of one of her students. Now, as a high school student, I did not receive a complete classical education. That term was not used in broad circles back then. Although some of my teachers tried to teach us with depth, most of them just covered their curriculum. I was a student that was anxious to learn certain subjects. In all honesty, not necessarily math or science. I did not see value in learning famous historical dates while ignoring the great stories of history. I usually enjoyed our novels and poetry, but I wanted more. Miss Steen brought a passion for literature that I had not seen before. I only had her class during my sophomore and senior years, although she served as our 11th grade sponsor, so I had three years of her influence. Miss Steen would read aloud to us, despite the fact that we were cynical 1990s teenagers filling our heads with alternative rock and MTV in our free time. And after modeling good reading, she tasked us with the job, which I enthusiastically complied. Class readings of A Midsummer Night's Dream converted me from a Shakespeare hater Um, that was from a poor first experience with Romeo and Juliet, to an obsession with with Shakespeare that continues today. Now, I'm showing my age here, but Miss Steen and the whole high school staff took the entire high school to view Zeffirelli's Hamlet. That's the one with Mel Gibson. And we saw it at the movie theater. I remember watching it and thinking, I understand this. After breaking through to the bard, I found myself translating it to my friend throughout the film. Miss Steen made us write in journals and gave us various prompts. This stimulated my mind to think deeper about topics like, what would you do with the time machine? She put up blank white paper on her bulletin board and wrote simply in the middle, life is dot, dot, dot. And we as seniors were charged with writing our ideas for the end of the sentence up on that board for everyone to see. Now, I hesitated while my classmates wrote their responses, ones that uh, would be left up for all first to see for a whole month. Now, some were poignant and thought-provoking. They were the typical South Florida responses, life is a beach. I remember w- walking up to write my answer. I felt like the room was stopping to watch my every move. I'm sure they were not, but remember that we all had fears like that at some point in our youth. With my best handwriting, I scribbled a slightly altered portion for Macbeth Act 5. Life is a tale told by an idiot, full of sound and fury, signifying nothing. I'm sure Miss Steen saw that and thought, Lord, why did you send this kid to me? Miss Steen loved her students, as any good teacher would. And she understood, as Aristotle said, that educating the mind without educating the heart is no education at all. I should state that my teachers, those I loved and those I loathed, at the same time, uh, were struck with the rebellious, uh, stuck with the rebellious punk kid when I entered their classroom. Therefore, they should be given grace. Unlike other teachers at my high school, Miss Steen did not hold me to the sins of my father. She did not see me as a poor kid from a divorced home. 
Instead, she gave me the opportunity to fail and grow as a result of my own choices. She disciplined me as needed. I will never forget a particular firm speech she gave me after one of my reckless choices, probably a thoughtless comment in class or not enough thought on an assignment. Because we had already established her appropriate role as my teacher, I listened rather than fought against it. She had my respect. Miss Steen knew that pivoting from conventional teaching was sometimes healthy. She had assigned our class Elizabeth Barrett Browning's Sonnet 43 for memorization, which most people know from its opening line, How do I love thee? Let me count the ways. Well, as a young man with a rebellious heart, I did not have a desire to learn a love poem. So when the time of the test arrived, I wrote the opening line, the only part I knew, and placed my head on my desk and slept until the rest of the tests were turned in. I believe my grade was a five out of a hundred. Now, some listening to this may think we would never have someone like this out of classical school. And my response to you is, you never know how things can change overnight. And that can be something that is out of the control of the child. In my case, that was, that was it. On a side note, one of my good friends cheated on that very test of Sonnet 43. One of my classmates had told on their cheating classmate to Miss Steen beforehand, so she had a plan to snuff out the crime. After we turned in our poem test, she explained how much she loved Browning's poem and asked that several of us recite it out loud so that we could enjoy it together. At first, she asked the star students, who gleefully recited it in the form of obedience rather than the passion for the subject. She worked her way around the room to my friend, and although his test was technically perfect, he could not recite it in front of everyone and revealed his deception. He later received the stiff consequences of a zero and other disciplinary actions. When Miss Steen reached my test to evaluate my honesty, probably because she assumed I cheated too, her jaw dropped. I had clearly not cheated, but I had taken an F rather than complete the assignment. I was not always honest in school, to, but I recall clearly today that the reason I did not cheat was my respect for the teacher who had also respected me. A good teacher pivots against convention to reach different types of student abilities and personalities. Although still a young teacher herself, Miss Steen understood this. She asked me to stay after class and explained, uh, and ex I had to explain my lack of effort on the Browning poem. She was more concerned than judgmental when addressing me, which was the best way into a stubborn young heart like mine. I told her that I did not care much for the poem and that love poetry did not appeal to my current life crisis. I know I did not explain it uh, quite that intelligently with my 17-year-old mouth, but Miss Steen understood. She gave me the option to recite another poem of my choice in front of the class. Now, William Shakespeare's To Be or Not To Be from Hamlet was part of our literary anthology in class. I had read those works often when I was bored in another class. I was bored quite often. I negotiated with Miss Steen to recite To Be or Not To Be to improve my 5% grade on the Browning poem. She agreed, and I was excited, despite the fact that To Be or Not To Be is twice the length of Browning's Sonnet 43 and with even more challenging English. A few days later, I recited To Be or Not To Be in front of the class. Miss Steen stood in the back of the room with a strange mixture of pride and shock. Her gamble had worked. I had not learned her assigned poem, but I did show that I wanted to learn. My brain and soul were thirsting for knowledge, despite my immaturity making it difficult to find water. Miss Steen took a gamble with the poem assignment to lead me to an oasis. It worked. Now, she did not completely replace my F with an A, 
but I did get enough extra credit to reward my efforts without totally rewarding my defiance. That was great teaching. Miss Dean worked with me even when my maturity had not caught up yet with my desire to learn. This is an example of those little decisions that teachers make every day, decisions that can make a lasting impact. I keep this in the back of my mind when teaching and interacting with students today, and I can still recite to be or not to be from memory and have been known to conduct Shakespearean sneak attacks on my classes with random Shakespearean monologues. Mistine taught me works of Shakespeare, Keats, Shaw, Wilde, and many more that live with me today. I thanked her profusely when I graduated, but held some thanks for another day. After all, Mistine said she would be teaching at our school next year, and I would come back to visit after I graduated. On my final day in her class, I waited till most of the students emptied out, and my friend Ray and I climbed on our desks and said, Oh, Captain, my Captain, a reference to the Whitman poem and her favorite film, A Dead Poet's Society a fitting and poetic farewell to my favorite and most influential teacher. When I returned to visit the next year, Miss Dean was gone. She had another job, and later I heard she was married. I was happy for her and grateful for her mentorship during a dark time in my life. Like many other teachers, Miss Dean did her job because God called her to it, and she shared her passion for literature with us. She did her job and moved on. That's life. My only regret is what Miss Dean does not know today. That little punk kid the one she invested in despite his many weaknesses and the great effort it took her, he grew up to teach history and literature, direct plays, many being Shakespeare, serve as headmaster of a Christian school, and he's blessed by his relationship with Christ and shares it with his wife and children, all things she did not see while being his teacher, but worked so diligently to build towards. Maybe you are that student and have a teacher to thank for where you are today. Connect if you can. Your teacher may need a boost of encouragement because the profession can make us feel like syphilis in an endless toil with no end. Maybe you are a misteen to your students. After all, our rewards are in heaven, not on earth, so teachers are not always aware of their long-term impact. Now, not knowing the results of our work is difficult, but trusting that our work is not in vain places our faith squarely where it should be all along, in Jesus Christ. And to misteen... And to all those influential teachers like her out there, a big thank you. Until next time, my friends, seek what is good, true, and beautiful. Thank you for joining us. The opinions expressed on this program are that of the hosts and the guests. The podcast is produced by Alex Halpert. Sheridan Hills Christian School is a ministry of Sheridan Hills Baptist Church.